0: Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. Did you know if 2020 was a normal year? And let's face it, this has been far from a normal year Uh, Right now, we'd be enjoying the Olympics from Tokyo. I didn't realise that I was maybe as much of a sports fan as I was um, until sports went from the schedule because of the lockdown. When I think of the different sporting events, first and foremost, they're topics of conversation with people, a sense of pride in your team or in your country. Um, And they're also milestones for measuring the year. You know, back in April, I would have looked forward to watching the U.S. Masters Golf from Augusta, then the tennis from Roland Garros, and of course, the tennis from Wimbledon, which always is a picture summertime for me, at the end of June, early July. And then, as I say, last Friday would have been the opening ceremony of the uh, Olympics from Tokyo. So fingers crossed they'll be taking place next year. But for me, that absence of uh, sport, particularly on television, that world class sport is something I am missing, particularly when I think of the Olympics. I can just a bit remember some of the um, Olympic action from Moscow back in nineteen eighty. Um, I'm giving my age away now and I do remember watching the Los Angeles Olympics in 1984 Um, and of course with the Olympics there's so many different sports. I particularly enjoy swimming and athletics and then of course there's the sports that we only watch maybe every four years whether it's rowing or archery or gymnastics and as I say I do like the pageantry of the opening and closing ceremonies too. Now if I put on my personal development or leadership hat there are some lessons, life lessons, that we can gain from the Olympics. You know, it's not just viewing the athletes as a source of inspiration, having overcome their challenges, etc., and the the height of competition and perseverance, etc. You know, I I also just love the excitement of watching sport. Um, But there are many other lessons that we can take from the Olympics. And that's what I'm exploring in this week's episode. So in the absence of that wonderful TV sporting action, maybe there are a few benefits that we can get when we just look at maybe what the Olympics means to me. So that's what this week's episode is all about. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of the Olympics, and particularly from hearing many of the athletes and successful athletes being interviewed, is that they have great clarity and certainty around their big goal. You know, their focus is to get to the Olympics, and then if they're at the Olympics to achieve their personal best, um, or to get onto the podium, or to win the gold medal. So they have that focus, which is much more of a long-term focus. You know, it's four years between Olympic Games, or maybe the Olympics are in their home country, as it was for many British athletes back in 2012. You know, they they were preparing for six or seven years to be at their peak. Um, to coincide with their home Olympics. So, even those of us who operate with a goal focused mentality in our own lives or in our own careers, it's usually a much shorter term time frame. You know, it might be what do we want to get done by the end of the week, you know, a bit like a to do list, or maybe by the end of the quarter or, or even yearly goals, those New Year resolutions, as it were. But what about taking an even longer term view? You know, what would be a stretch goal to achieve over the next four years? So between now and 2024, when the Olympics are in Paris, if, I, if I'm thinking correctly, um, what would be um, a, a stretch goal? Or another way of looking at that in terms of your own life or business, what would be the equivalent of an Olympic gold medal for you? Um, that gets us to think about the, the big picture um, and a longer term time frame that's one to take away. What would be your equivalent of an Olympic gold medal? The second thing that comes to mind when I think of Olympic lessons, if I phrase it that way, is all to do with discipline and dedication. Determination is demonstrating that you're 100% committed to your goals and dreams. And of course, that presupposes that you have goals and dreams. In business, just like in sport, the most successful people tend to be the hardest working. We may not see the work that they put in, we only see the evidence of it. As Michael Angelo said, if people knew how hard I worked, they wouldn't marvel at my genius. I'm not sure if he spoke English when he was painting the Sistine Chapel, but we'll give him that one. I'm sure it's translated from from Latin. If people knew how hard I worked, they wouldn't marvel at my genius. We often read about or we hear in interviews top athletes getting up early to do their training, you hear about swimmers getting up at 4am or 5am to put in the work, to put in the laps. And what you tend to find is that people who have success in their own fields of endeavour, they tend to do what others don't want to do. They train harder, they make sacrifices, irrespective of what life throws at them. Committed athletes keep training. And that's the price that they pay and are willing to pay for ultimate success. The word discipline comes from the same root as the word disciple, meaning to follow something. So when you are disciplined, you're disciplined in the pursuit of something that tends to be your goal or your dream. So if we contemplate that ourselves, you know, what are you disciplined about? Or what could you be more disciplined about? Something else I'm always reminded of when I'm watching the Olympics or top class sport is the whole idea of getting into the zone You know, whether it's attending a meeting, making a sale, negotiating a deal or competing at the Olympics, so much of how we perform is a mental game. I remember a few years ago doing some mental focus with a sports team and they, you know, they did their physical training three or four times a week. And I asked them, you know, how much of their performance on the pitch is down to what goes on between the two ears and most of them were saying, oh, it's at least half, 70%. You know, the figure was high. And then when I asked them how much of their training was mental, of course, it was a big zero. Uh, that's why they had brought me in. And sometimes we forget that so much of performance is our mental approach, our intention, what it is we're focusing on, etc. Because when the mind is calm, the body relaxes, yet we remain alert. And when we're focused, that's when we perform at our best. Now, my definition of focus is having less thoughts and certainly less negative thoughts because distractions serve no purpose. You know, you're not thinking about what you did two weeks ago or what might go wrong or what others might be thinking about you. These thoughts are eliminated and replaced with more empowering ones. How can I seize this opportunity? How can I deliver on my potential? You're focused on the present moment and what's within your control. Uh, Top athletes know that all physical preparation in the world means nothing if your thoughts don't align with your desired results. So therefore, a useful question for us to reflect on is, what do I need to change about my habitual thought patterns to achieve what I want to achieve? The fourth lesson I pick up from watching top class sport and the Olympics in particular is the emphasis on the support team. So when Olympic athletes are interviewed, they always acknowledge the role of their friends, of their families, of their coaches, because success is rarely achieved in isolation. You know, in our own lives, whatever we wish to achieve, it's probably going to involve other people. Uh, Do we acknowledge the support and encouragement and maybe even the sacrifices that those close to us make to enable us to achieve our own dreams and goals? How could I be more of a support to those who are close to me to support them in their endeavours? You know, decades ago, insightful business managers recognised that they could transfer the core skills and essence of sports coaches into the business environment and create outstanding business athletes. Now, there's not a Fortune 500 CEO who doesn't have at least one business or personal coach, and many many have their own in-house executive coaches for different aspects of their lives and their careers. If you think about it, if every single successful sports performer has a coach, why should it be any different for the individuals or organisations who want to achieve in their own fields? And of course, that's one of the reasons why in the last 20 or so odd years, there's been a huge growth in the whole coaching field. Uh, with executive coaching or personal coaching or life coaching, however you phrase it. The last of my observations from the Olympics is all to do with remembering that success is learning from a journey. So, of course, with the Olympics and with the Paralympics, it's not just about winning. Of the thousands of athletes that participate, only a small fraction of them will go home with a medal athletes endeavour to achieve a personal best, which is a nice reminder to us to focus on our own unique accomplishments without comparing ourselves to others. For every gold medalist out there, there are thousands of others who train just as hard and sacrifice just as much. And it is about competing. It's about trying our best. And of course, it's about getting into the game in the first place. So in a summer, in a year where we haven't had the European soccer championships, the Olympics, the tennis grand slams, and with so many other sporting events still up in the air, you know, we are experiencing a drought of sport. I wanted to go back and look at what does world-class sport give to me, and that's the observations that I've been sharing with you this week. So a quick recap, the first one was all about that great clarity or focus of having the big goal, something that has a much longer term time scale, it's much more than a week or a month or even a year. You know, if we think about in terms of our own lives and careers, what would be our equivalent of winning an Olympic gold medal? Then there was the reminder to focus on discipline and dedication in the pursuit of that goal, putting in the hours, doing the hard work. Then there was the mental focus piece about getting into the zone and focusing as much on what goes on between the two ears. And of course, wearing my coaching hat, that brings us into the territory of mental focus and parking those limiting beliefs. The fourth one was not losing sight of the support team and our support network. And of course, that's vital at this time when maybe we don't have the same social interaction as we did before, but maybe we can look at connecting with people in different ways. And then the last one was acknowledging that winning is really getting into the game in the first place, that success is a journey, that old cliche, but as I, as I often say, cliches are cliches because they're based on truth. So I hope you found this week's episode um Useful and worthwhile. If you have, feel free to pass details on to anyone else that you might think will find this episode of benefit uh, or give me a rating or a pass on a little comment or a review. Of course, more information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website, jamesweetman.com, and of course, across all the main social media platforms. So, thank you again for tuning in, and until next week.